Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting, the three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. Time now for the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast, brought to you by Nest Betting. You can check out their locations in the Bay Area, or you go to nestbetting.com. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. That's use the coupon code Oakland when you go to nestbetting.com. Skip, you know, I, I, I was talking earlier on our show today how... I was writing in my scorebook and after the game and putting Mania for the win and next, you know, Trevino, I'm like, Lou Trevino has 16 saves. I was like, wow, that's kind of shocking. But just talk about what Lou's been able to do for your ball club, sell it down there in the ninth inning. Yeah, not only that, you look at the saves, you look at the ERA, you look at everything else. And, you know, from the beginning of the season, we were kind of splitting it up a little bit with he and Deke and, and you know, in the last you know, month or so, maybe month and a half, it's been, it's been Lou and yesterday's game, you know, he's going to get all lefties and pretty much did. And, you know, he's getting ground balls and, and just, you know, pitching how he needs to pitch to, to close out a game. And he's been, you know, one of the better guys in the American league. So I think he's kind of flown under the radar as uh, so to speak, as, as you would suggest. And you totally understand if a guy starts playing well, it doesn't matter if he's a pitcher, if he's a hitter, He's going to get his opportunities, and you can just tell the way you're using Sergio Romo, you've gained a lot of confidence with him to pitch in big games. Talk about what Sergio's been able to do for you. Yeah, a lot of confidence, and rightly so. I mean, you know, he's pitching with so much confidence right now, and he's, you know, he just oozes it out there, and you can just sense it on the mound, you know, where he's come from at the beginning of the year to the role that he's we're being, you know, using him now. You know, not only are we using him late in games, using him in the middle of the order, we're bringing him in to get big outs with runners on base, too. So, you know, it gives me another guy with Diekman and Petit that I'm able to, you know, either go to late in games when we're ahead and or come in and clean up some traffic. So Sergio has been a, a welcome addition here and pitching better as the season goes along. He's doing some of his best work probably he's done in quite some time when you know, he's a world champion three times. So uh, he's definitely deserving the work that he's getting right now. You know, we were talking about it last night on the postgame show, the A's clubhouse show. And, you know, whether it's just Mero Petit or Sergio Romo, these hitters now today are so conditioned for such high velocity 
95 plus, sometimes well over triple digits. And then all of a sudden you're bringing in these two guys that throw under nine. They're throwing under 90 miles an hour. How tough do you think that is for hitters, modern day hitters to see right-handed pitchers that don't have great velocity? Yeah. You know, I guess it's probably up for debate. I mean, you know, a lot of organizations, that's all they target are guys that throw hard and guys that miss bats. You know, Romo with his slider certainly misses some bats, but in, in the case of Yusmero, he just misses the barrel is what he does. So he gets you hit it off the end of the bat and or, uh, you know, come inside and get you to, to, to be a little bit late on what he does. He hides the ball really well, but both these guys are effective, and that's really all that counts uh, when you're looking to get outs. And, and both these guys pitch with a lot of confidence and, you know, without the 95, 98, 100-mile-an-hour fastballs that you're seeing. They're just a little bit different and. You know what? Whatever works, works. And these guys have been terrific for us. You know, we've, we've had the slogan, ride the wave. And it's so interesting, a baseball season. It's so long. You know, we, we the old cliche, it's a roller coaster ride. You got your ups, you got your downs. And when you're managing during a season, sometimes your offense is hot. Sometimes your starters are going deep in games. Sometimes your bullpen gets hot. And sometimes none of them are working. What is that like managing throughout the season when you know there's certain aspects of your team that are good, there's certain aspects of your team that are not good, and you got to you got to manage this chaos of good and bad. What is that like? Well, you know that's that's kind of what you what you're hired for. So you know you have to identify what's going good, what's not at particular times, and. Like you said, whether it's the starters that need to go a little bit deeper in the games, if the bullpen's vulnerable, if, if it's the bullpen that's pitching good and the starters are a little worn out, uh, you know, certainly mixing and matching in lineups and, and, and pinch hitting in certain leveraged uh, spots, it's, it's never the same. You're exactly right. I think a lot of people expect guys to just be the same throughout the course of the season, but it's never like that. I mean, you got guys that go through, through, through slumps, you hit them down in the order a little bit, guys are swinging well, you bring them up a little bit. So it's a day-to-day process where you're trying to not only put the best lineup you can out there in a particular day, but also the best complement of pitching, depending on how the staff is going at a particular time. And it, it fluctuates and it is different the entire season. Well, yeah. And then, you know, when you're dealing with human beings, they've got real world problems, just like the rest of us. And, you know, a guy, a guy's wife could be pregnant and about to have a baby and he's got a lot on his mind. I mean, uh, just talk about how the day to day, knowing the pulse of your club and how to manage your club, just not only what's happening in between the lines, but what's happening outside the ballpark. Yeah, that's a good point. We, you know, we have a pretty tight knit club here and we've had a core group here for, for three years now. And the guys that we brought in, if you look around a diamond and look in our bullpen, and, you know, we had a lot of veteran guys, and, and maybe not 15-year veteran guys, but, you know, for us, guys that are four or five years are, are veteran guys on this team. So you get to know them pretty well. You get to know what makes them tick and how they are during the course of the season. My coaching staff is fantastic and in, in always being on top of, of the pulse of how our guys are doing at a particular time. Like you said, if someone's struggling – has some issues at home and or, you know, you know, sometimes confidence levels. So you really rely on the coaching staff, whether it's the, you know, the hitting coaches when guys are in the cage, whether it's, you know, the pitching coaches when, when you're around, you know, with guys with bullpens and so forth and, and the training staff as well. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, some, some of the guys, the sports staff uh, and such don't get the credit that they deserve and that, 
you know, you know, they're, they're, they're part of this whole thing. And, and, you know, on a day-to-day basis, they have a really good pulse of the team. So I think that's one thing we do very well around here with continuity with whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's the front office and the guys that we have around, we feel like we have a pretty good pulse on our guys. You know, at this point, I expect Sean Mania and Chris Bassett to go out and, and give you innings and compete the way they do. But the back of your rotation right now, I mean, you get Cole Irvin from Philadelphia for, for cash. James Caprellian, you get from the Yankees. He's hurt. But obviously, he was a first-round pick. He was a 16th overall pick. So they saw him as a, as a front-line starter. What you're getting out of your rotation and your four and five guys, nobody else in baseball is getting to this uh, or getting that kind of production. Talk about that with your rotation, especially your four and five guys. Yeah, and when you're when your four and five guys are giving you seven and going into the ace sometimes because of their pitch counts, it just means that everyone you run out there on a particular day, your team has a lot of confidence that you're going to win. And, you know, we have not swung the bats the way we have been, you know, we're capable of here for the better part of maybe a month and a half now. But when we run a starter out there, guys think, hey, we got a chance to win this game, even if you're down offensively. So can't say enough about what Cole's given us. And, and James Caprillion's just been a godsend for us. We had no idea what we were going to get for him. And, and to be as durable as he's been for a guy that hasn't pitched in, in quite some time, you know, we try to be careful with him just because we want to get him through the season. I had to explain that to him the other day. He wanted to go back out for the seventh inning and <laughs> potentially throw 120 pitches. And I said, hey, look, it's my job to get you through the season. But his competitive bone takes over, and he really wants to go out there and get further in the game. But what we're getting out of James Caprillion right now, we, nobody could really forecast and envision what he's meant for us and this team, and his numbers speak for themselves. But what's so interesting is that this is not a guy off the scrap heap. I mean, when the Yankees drafted him, they thought this guy could be an ace-like pitcher. I mean, you get picked in the first round, middle of the first round. Some people thought he could have been a, a top 10 guy out of UCLA. I mean, this is what people projected for him. So that's what I try and tell everybody, and especially in our post-game show, is like, Bob, this is what people expected him to be, and he's finally healthy, and he's living up to it. He is, and, and I think his competitiveness really is, is his biggest attribute. I mean, this guy is, is steely out there on the mound now, and you, you know, for a young guy, when he gets some traffic out there, he a lot of times throws his best pitches and, and you know, some of his best work. So you don't normally see that out of an inexperienced guy that he gets into some trouble, and now you're looking to get the bullpen up and get him out of trouble. He, he gets out of his own trouble, his own mess. So um, yeah, this is what was expected of him. It's taken a while. And we, you know, with the, with the injuries, you're, you're never really sure what you're going to get for him, get from him. But man, he is living up to, to the expectations when he was drafted. It's just taken a little while to get there. If there ever was a league that you can't trust the numbers, it's triple A right now. I can't trust what the hitters are doing. I can't trust what the pitchers are doing. It's just, you're pitching in the desert, you're pitching in elevation, you're hitting in elevation. So it's just, I, I don't know what to think when I look at the aviators numbers, but when you look at AJ Puck and Jesus Lazardo, I know you get asked about this all the time. Do you envision them helping you at all down the stretch? And, and would that be as relievers at this point? I do. And I, I probably so though, especially the way the starters are going right now. And, you know, at a time when everybody's looking uh, you know, to make some trades before the trade deadline, 
I think we really have some high-profile guys with electric stuff that are, you know, in, in AAA for us right now. You're exactly right. It is impossible to uh, to really evaluate, especially pitching uh, it, 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 in Vegas. And, you know, when they're pitching well, it means they're pitching really well because it feels like any ball that gets up in the air there is going to get a chance to be a home run. Uh, could you imagine major league hitters there on an everyday basis in, in Vegas? So, I, I you know, I really don't. I, I it, the, the valuation process with with Vegas for me is if they're pitching well, they're pitching really well. So AJ's been doing it for a while. Uh, Lazardo had a really good outing last time, and I expect them to be part of this thing before it's all said and done. Well, can you imagine catching a three and a half hour game in a hundred and ten degree heat? Yeah, I think that some of those games are four hours. Looking at the score, they almost look like football scores, um, and and it's pretty consistent that way too. And when we talked our you know, Fran down there and, and some of our, uh, you know, our, our development guys, it's, it is a grind. It's like, it's like playing in Colorado every day and you just have to be patient and know that some runs are going to be scored. So it's a different, different type of managing, uh, in Vegas. What's it like for you around the trading deadline when, I mean, you don't know. I mean, obviously the A's are in a great spot where they're going to be buyers, not sellers. I, I know the front office talks to you. I mean, but in the end, you don't know who could be coming, who could be going. What is that like for you? It's really, it's easy because I never expect anything. And I, and I love our team the way it is. And Billy and Dave have been really good about, you know, finding additions, to, you know, toward the, you know, the trade lines, trade deadline and so forth. But I never expect it because, you know, when you expect something and you don't get it, it you know, it can be a, it can be a bit of a shot. So um, I always expect us to have the team that we have right now. And if they make additions for us, great. And typically they do. Let, let, let's end on this. And I know watching that unbelievable catch by Chapman to end the game against the Angels, watching him leg out the base hit last night. I mean, obviously he's got to be healthy, but he continues to struggle with the bat. Where are we with Matt Chapman and how do you get him going? Well, you know, there was a period where he did. You know, you look up, he's got, I think he might be third or fourth in our team in RBIs. I think he's got 42 RBIs. So there have been periods when he's been productive. He always brings his glove out there. He always brings leadership qualities out there. He always hustles and, and finds a way to be part of a win. And I, I look at it as we know this guy's going to get going again at some point. And, and if he does, that just means our, our lineup's lengthened out and, and we're going to get more production. So. Um, you know, he's working hard to try to get some consistency. He's gone back and forth with some mechanics and, you know, certainly a lot's been talked about last year coming off a, a hip injury and, and how difficult that, that can be, but he has shown us some, some periods this year. He's been productive for us and I expect that to happen again. Great stuff as always. Enjoy the weekend and we'll talk to you in Anaheim. Yes, sir. Sounds good, Tony. And that's this week's Bob Melvin Show. Once again, brought to you by Nest Betting. Check out their locations in the Bay Area or go online and go to nestbetting.com. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. Love where you sleep. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. The Bob Melvin Show, right here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.